0: Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: You're listening to the Paddock Blues Podcast. You can find us on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash paddock blues, or you can email us at paddockblues at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.
2: Hello and welcome to the Paddock Blues Podcast. I'm Paul, and today I'm joined by Jamie. Jake, and making this long awaited return, it's Anthony. How are you, mate? You okay? Sorry, are you? Yeah, nice Christmas.
1: All right, yeah. Been on call, so not really.
2: Jake, <laughs> yourself, mate? Had a nice Christmas.
3: Sorry, mate. Just low key, this, especially this one, because it's the uh, last one, just me and my bed. So just low yeah, key before, this year.
2: Before all the chaos
3: starts. Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah, Jamie, how's your Christmas been, mate? You okay?
0: Yeah, it sounds just the same. think they don't change over the years. They get uh, they get longer, don't they? But... Yeah, definitely. Yeah, what was yours like?
2: Yeah, it was all right. It's quiet. I've been sick, to be honest with you, but I don't complain about stuff like that. So, oh no. Yeah. yeah, I have been I have been sick over Christmas. It seems to be this mad cold going on, doesn't it, at the moment? Like, but uh, yeah, unfortunately, since the last time we've been on Everton, I've lost two games against Spurs and Manchester City. Now this is where the Paddock Blues comes into its own because we love talking about defeats. I mean, since we started this podcast, that's all we ever seem to talk about is defeats, and we, we had a nice little holiday period there. We we won four on the trap, but listen, it's back down to it with a bang. I mean, it was both very different games, but I'd say, similar in a way that I think VAR, BAR has had a, a big part to play in both games for different reasons. But we'll uh, we'll start on the Spurs game first. Um, Andy, I'll come to you first. Uh. Just give us your overall feelings and how you think we performed in Spurs. I mean, I thought it's probably the best we played all season and we came out of it with a defeat. I was absolutely gutted. How did you feel watching it? Yeah, I'm, watching I'm,
1: it. The, I'm the same, but it's been the story of our season, and it? We're, we're coming away from games saying, oh, we played here, yeah. but we came back with no points at all. Uh, I've seen people saying, oh, we deserved a point, but we never, we deserved all three. And you get a sense of pride, but you don't at the same time because we came away with nothing. It's just a shame, really, because they put everything into that game.
2: Jake, and I know we were on the group chat and we, we honestly couldn't believe that Everton were losing the game. I mean, I think it's fair to say. And I had a few Tottenham fans coming at me on Twitter saying, what are you talking about? I, I thought we battered them. I thought we just controlled it. I mean, obviously we had a dodgy spell in the first 20 minutes, but I thought after that it was just all Everton. And I can't believe that we didn't... I think a point would have been unfair. I can't believe we didn't get all three, but we got none. It's just—it was just a crazy game, wasn't
3: it? Yeah, it was a bit of a bit of a weird one. It was like normally after we conceded that first goal, obviously Richardson scored after what was like ten minutes. We'd have normally folded, and uh, obviously you—you've been there. You've been there when we've had terrible defeats at the Tottenham Stadium. I've never so, been to
2: the Tottenham Stadium. Andy's no. been to the Tottenham Stadium, not me. <laughs>
3: so yeah, we actually—I thought we put a really good show of ourselves and I mean there's games where we've played we've played worse and we've come away with with all three points but yeah I, as, you, as you say mate we we batted them like they couldn't put a foot on us like everyone going about the stats the possession stats it's like we're not a possession football team we're, we're hitting teams on the counter attack and, and stuff like that but I just thought like like Andre Gomez just was putting his foot on the ball and look, picking players up and Garner was doing the same Calvert-Lewin ran in the channel as well. It just they they just they had no answer to us. And obviously I know they scored too, but other than that, I don't remember Pickford having to like pull anything mad out, any any mad saves or anything. I thought we defended pretty well apart from that mad little ten minute spell at the start. And I I as you say, I think a point would have genuinely been unfair to us and but for us to get nothing is just mind boggling. Yeah. Because I can't remember ever seeing Everton play like that recently. In the last, even since probably since Ancelotti was here, have we played like yeah, that?
2: No. Jamie, it was a, it was a dominant performance all over the pitch, which is sort of like makes it worse. Well, it did. It made it worse for me because I was watching it and I was just like, I cannot believe we are losing this game of football. It's just, I mean, there's chances in that game. I mean, I've talked about it and I've it's still haunt me that Dan Juma one at the end where. He's hit it. It's going in. The goalkeeper's fallen back into his goal and it hits his knee and stays out. I mean, that can only happen to Everton, in my opinion. It will only happen to us. It's just, it yeah. was a dominant performance, wasn't it, all over the pitch. I mean, I don't think there was a bad player on the pitch for Everton, was there really?
0: No, and I think it was two laps of concentration, wasn't it, at the beginning? You know, the defenders letting their men run, just leave for the Richardson. And then the song goal was a weird one. That could hit anyone and go wide, or it just goes straight through everybody. Um, and then we just sort of grew into the games. Didn't Jay said before that you're looking at that two 0 going oh, no, Oh, we we'll one got the long day at Tottenham, but they never, they never sort of scared away from the fact that they've got to go and score two goals. I just, it was the best defeat. It sounds mad, but yeah, it was mean. the yeah. When you get beat, you sort of like we are crap. But when you sort of get beat, sometimes you go, now nah, you know we just had unlucky day. They don't look it. They're, they're sort of the best defeat, if you like.
2: Would you rather get beat? and deserve to get beat though, because I yeah. came out of that game, and I was just like, I was like a proper fallen soldier, me, I was like, what has gone on there, <laughs> how has that happened to us, it's just like, it was crazy, but, yeah, Does it... I'll stick with you Jamie, because there's a couple of incidents, well there's an incident from that game, that I want to talk about, and it's, the Dominic to disallowed goal, I'm just, I'll come on to it later, about VAR in general, like, I'm just, I'm sick of football, me honestly, if I didn't love Everton so much, I think, I don't, I don't know how much more I could take, to be honest with you. It's just mm. dreadful. Across the board as well, by the way. I know as Evertonians, we feel outdone done by. But it does seem to go against us a lot. Like, But that goal then, let's talk about that goal. I mean, the referee is stood in the perfect place when Andy Gomez makes that tackle on Emerson Royale. He gives nothing. He just says, play on. It's a game of football. Two lads coming together. He's won the ball off him. Carry on. Lewin slots it in. He needs that goal for his confidence. He gets it. We're back in the game the linesman has also stood right he's right there he doesn't flag but then VAR intervenes why who's referee in the game why VAR. what exactly VAR i mean that's like do we is VAR being brought in for that kind of thing i no. don't i don't think it should be brought in for that kind of thing
0: no it's not it's it's the same the clear and obvious Andy, and obviously that means something that the referees missed But he hasn't missed that. He just hasn't had the bottle to give it. But he hasn't thought it was a foul. So if he doesn't think it's a foul and he's the referee, that's it. VAR should go, do you not think that's a foul? No. All right, well, we're carrying on. They've literally took that decision away from him and the linesman and gone, no, that is a foul. That's not what you're there for. You're there to check things the referee has missed. He hasn't missed it. He's made the decision that that's not a foul. So he's carried on. Now, it's not. How's he meant to win the ball? How's Andre Gomez meant to win the ball? He's, it's he's, a contact spot. Yeah, he's can't just stand there and go, I hope, well, I hope he gives me it. He's got to win the ball off him. I just, it's a disgrace when I mean, I've seen it and seen the referee was that close. If the referee had given the foul, you'd probably have gone, all right, because the goal yeah. wouldn't have been given and it wouldn't have led to that. But he hasn't given the foul. He's let the game go. And I just think VAR yeah, should just go, right, well, we've got nothing to do with it now because he's, he's, he thinks it's okay. Yeah, I agree, Jake. It's just I don't know. I, I don't even know where to
2: start with it because, as I just said before, it's a contact sport, and in you know before VAR, you know, football last was going on for like over a hundred years, and stuff like that was happening in games. And now because of VAR, we're all screaming for fouls. I just don't think we need. I just don't think we need it for stuff like that. I think we might need it for penalties, offsides all going over the line with the goal lines technology, but I don't think we need it for stuff like that. It's just not football to me. It's sanitised bullshit for me now, football. I mean, in any game, that's two players coming together, one stronger than the other. He's come away with the ball, he's passed it to the striker and he's put it in the goal. The referee's gone, for me, that's all right. The linesman's gone, for me, that's all right. And then you got some absolute prick sat in an office somewhere down south who's decided that it's not all right. It's just... It it just blows my mind this
3: VAR, doesn't it? It's just ridiculous, isn't it? It's just crap, isn't it? Like we all saw, we all thought that. I'd... <clears throat> Sorry, when it came in in the 2018 World Cup, I thought it was fantastic. Like I I've thought been it was used... both
2: World Cups, been fantastic.
3: Yeah. I thought it was used really well, and I thought the just the decisions they were they were never they never took five six minutes like they do they do now to make a decision. They don't didn't analyze every single frame of a football game. They just looked at the instance, decided on whether or not it was. But that one on that one on uh, last, last Saturday, that was just ridiculous. Like it, It's almost, to me, it's like Emerson Royale loses the ball to Gomez, then falls over in the hopes that it goes to VAR. They look at it and then they give the foul. And I think you said it yourself. In slow motion, it, it does look like a foul. But football's not played in slow motion. Football's a, a fast-paced sport. You've got to take things in real time. In real time, that's not a foul. It's just, as you said, that Andre Gomez is stronger than Emerson Royale. And Emerson Royale, as I say, I think he's he's played for it a little bit. But I don't know, I, I could be wrong or something. I thought I saw the linesman put his flag forward, which means like play on. And the effort he told Emerson Royale to get up. So they both obviously don't believe it's a foul. So why is it going to VAR in the first place? It should it should be going to VAR because they think maybe Calvert Lewin's offside from the from the pass from Andre Gomez. That's a bad effort in that incident, and I just as you said, if you didn't love Everton so much, I don't. I genuinely don't think I could watch football anymore because it's just it's getting ridiculous. Every single decision takes the the game of football. It's it it's turning a bit into friggin' American football. It's, it's taking yeah. four hours to complete a game that every play there's, there's a foul. It's just it's just ridiculous. Just get rid of it.
2: Oh, we've got ref watch. We've got Mike Dean sitting in with Gillette Soccer Saturday people and all that. That That's didn't American even... football, is it? You need like every single angle from the game. You could get the ball, the ball boys' viewing eventually. Yeah. Didn't he even like say on celebrity soccer ball Saturday? boys sitting there.
3: Yeah. Didn't he even say on Soccer Saturday. Who's it? Was Mike, De- I, I can't remember who the, the ref is on Soccer Saturday. He's, even he said he didn't think it was a foul. So. How can all these referees? This one, there's just one referee in Stockley Park who thinks that that's a foul, and we've managed no. to get him. It's just ridiculous.
2: Yeah. Well, Andy, you play football, and I know I don't know whether you, I don't know whether I've really spoke to you about VAR, but I just think it's horseshit. Oh me personally, I really do. I mean, you know, you you play midfield. If you, you were to make a tackle on a lad like that and win the ball off him and play centre forward and he scores and he brought it back like that, you'd be like, I haven't done nothing wrong there. That's just a yeah, game of football, think, it's a uh, contact sport.
1: Nowadays, the players are making a of look it by staying down the way he did. So he's rolling yeah. around on the floor, and then the VAR have actually had to look at it because he's lying down on the floor rolling around. I just think it's stupid. To, like you said, it's a contact sport, and VAR has taken that all away. You know VAR is broken because they're bringing shows out about decisions they've made. If, if it was working, they wouldn't have to make a show about... Explaining their decision, if you know what I mean. Yeah, it should so be. Get, just, yeah, that was the decision, it's right. But now they've got Howard Webb speaking with that Michael Owen, telling them, Oh, this is right, this is wrong. It shouldn't be like that. It should be right all the time.
2: Yeah, well, who's refereeing the games then? Because for me, exactly. if, if things like that are getting taken away from the on field referees and officials, then do we need them on the pitch? Is it going to get to a point where we just have a, like a little tennis Roll. ball floating over the top on a wire or something? That that is just VAR because the referees for me now are just relying on VAR to get them out of the shit. That's what they're relying on. They're not actually doing the job anymore.
1: But that's the thing. The worst thing about it is the VAR are actually making decisions and still getting it wrong. So I don't know where they go from there. Like it's not working. It. Just go back to basic human error from a referee. I know at first everyone didn't like it, but you could get on with it because he's missed something. When you're yeah. going to catch it, twenty different camera angles and they're still getting it wrong, then it frustrates it even more. And like you've you've said in the past, it takes all the fun away from calling the game. Every oh, single goal, just, yeah. every single everything, you're just thinking, oh, it's going to be that like, You can't celebrate. Well, it's
2: like, it's oh, it biggest, times. Yeah, it's the biggest mood hoover in the world of football. It just sucks the life out of the fans. Especially the fans who were sat in the stadium. It's just like, what is going on here? I mean, even last night we'll come on to last night's game, but that goal, yesterday Harrison I was, I was in the park end last night. I would swapped sheets last night and I'm thinking he's pushed them. Even though I didn't think he'd pushed them, but I'm thinking, I can't really celebrate this. It's just it sucked the life out of the game for me, Jamie. I
0: was just thinking though that um the Spurs goal, the Andre Gomez won. Did, he say, did VAR send the referee over to the monitor?
3: The uh, Dominic Avalume one, yeah. Yeah, he sent so he yeah. sent
0: him over and said, you check this to see if it's a foul, but he never gave the foul originally. So they in his ear going, that's a foul, by the way. Yeah. How can What's you sh- the point going to the monitor? Exactly. So if you've you, you got a referee who said that's not a foul in real, in real time, then VAR have gone, we need you to go and check that again. So we should really go over and go, no, still don't think it's a foul. But they're in his ear going, it is a foul. Yeah. So... Well, that's
2: what, that's what I mean, mate, because listen, there's four of us on the this, this Zoom chat here, right? And I'm the referee on the pitch. Now, I don't see that, and I think it's all right, sorry. And then I've got you three in me Yeah, all three of you is telling me, that's a foul, you know? Am mm-hmm. I going to go against all you three? No. It's not going to happen. So... The the official on the pitch is just completely redundant for me. You might as well not even be there. Yeah. Jay? Do you know who it was on VAR? Was it Michael
3: Oliver? I'm I don't
2: know. Because the
1: last
2: two times we've had him, he's been dreadful and he's meant to be the best referee. I don't know. It seems to work in other leagues. I don't know. I don't watch Italian football and German football and that, so I don't know. But I never really hear of mad stories coming out of there for mad decisions and stuff. It just seems to be in the Premier League. It just... They haven't got a clue. G, got your hand up?
3: Yeah, just... Have you ever seen a referee go over to that monitor and change his decision? Uh Never. Sorry, and, and keep his original decision? I mean, if he goes over to that monitor, you know it's getting changed. So, what's the point? The only
2: one I can remember is, but people get confused, is when... when Sigurdsson scored the penalty at Anfield and he goes over to the monitor. That was to see if Alexander-Arnold deserved a red card. That's what that was for. It wasn't to change his mind on the penalty... Used to see whether he uh, whether it was a red card to tackle. Yeah, and that's the only well, time I've ever seen it. There probably is other incidents, but I don't know about you. It, I'm watching football now. I've got a bit of a knot in my stomach now watching it because I'm just like, what? Are you, what's going to happen next year? It's just—it's
3: almost like they look better. to look for decisions to give to overturn goals. It's like they don't want goals in football anymore. Sometimes,
2: no, for me it's a goal, and it, it's just they just give into to player pressure and everything else. You no, know I mean. I've had arguments out with other Evertonians who, who who like VAR, mainly my brother, who likes VAR, who's saying it is a foul. And I'm like, is it? it? probably is a foul, but everything's a foul in slow motion. Every tackle looks bad in slow motion. But like you said earlier on, the game isn't played in slow motion. He's just been stronger than him there. He's gone over. I mean, I think i seen Sean Dykes saying um, in a game, why don't you go down? I think it was Tottenham. Someone got fouled, yeah. but I think one of our players stayed on his feet and he's going, you he could see him saying, I think it was Harrison saying, fall over. Because you won't get it unless you fall over. Yeah, no, the that's, the, that's the way the game's that... gone. It was a Calvert-Lewin.
1: Well, I think, I, I don't know if you're going to be coming on to it, but in the same game, O'Nana's getting dragged, his shirt dragged off oh,
2: yeah.
1: in the penalty area, and nothing comes of it. So
2: No, why do you haven't given that? Because you said O'Nana's got his hand on him. And on, I don't O'Nana's story. hands up in the air. No, he's got on oh, Anders got his his hand on his on his forearm like that, just trying to get him off him. And he's saying, "Well, you know, he, he's he's got his hand on him as well." I just don't know what's going on anymore. It's just so bad. It's just It's, it's starting like to you be said, like a, a massive conspiracy to me. Like, yeah,
1: it's like you said, it's because we're Everton fans and we're looking at it, but it yeah. just it does seem like a lot of decisions are going against us and big decisions as well. So, well,
2: we'll go on to tomorrow. Like we'll, we'll talk about bit. last night. We'll talk about last night's one as well, because I think that was just an extraordinary one as well. But just sticking with the Tottenham game, Jake, I'll come back to you. And Jose Gomez, what a performance that was. Yeah. What a good-looking fella he is as well, by the way. But just like, uh, he just he came on at this again. It was probably a bit too soon for him to come on, but he just slotted in. And you can see clearly a confidence player, and Sean Dice just told him he is part of his plans moving forward as Everton manager. So I think he's the type of player who hate, who needs to hear things like that. But I just thought, after a couple of dodgy first few minutes, I thought he kept giving the ball away. I just thought he he was head and shoulders he was the best player on the pitch after that. He was brilliant, wasn't
3: he? Oh, he was unbelievable. He was like the Andre Gomez that we thought we were getting when we signed him, like permanently. It was almost like the Andre Gomez we got on loan all those years ago. I just think, yeah, as you said, the first couple of minutes, he was a bit dodgy. He kept the ball he had the uh, decore's trampoline shins. But I uh, just after it's almost like he stopped a minute, took a breath and was like, All right, let's play football now. Got the the pre the the jitters out. And after that he was just he was he was unbelievable. He was unplayable. I just thought he was everywhere. He played every possible ball you could think of. He was ta- he was throwing tackles in and obviously he was well well rewarded with his goal, which I thought was a was a fantastic, fantastic finish. To, to hit it as it's, as it's rising on the volley there and just put it on the, the bottom corner, just unbelievable. I just thought, that's when you look at players like that and go, wow, why can't you do that all the time? And I think if he if that's the standard he's going to set, obviously I know, I know last night he, he only played half the game or however long he played. Yeah, but if he can do that more often, the Tottenham performance more often than not, he's going to make such a big difference for us. But it's, like it's like a £50 million signing.
2: Yeah. Jamie, I mean, on another day, he comes out of that Tottenham game with a goal and an assist and a complete dominant performance. I mean, he just looked up for it as soon as he came on. Then you could see him shouting at other players. And he's he's strong, Andre Gomez. I don't think a lot of people give him credit for that. He is strong, especially on the ball. Remember when we first had him used to do that little pirouette on the ball, and It used to be fantastic yeah. to watch. But he is a good player, Andre Gomez. I think a lot of people... I've lost lost away there when they're talking about him. I mean, he's playing in the midfield with Messi and Xavi and Busquets yes. and everybody else, isn't he? Iniesta and stuff like that. So, you know, you don't you don't get reach them heights if you haven't got something about you. I do think he is a confidence player. I know he's spoken in the past about it. We struggled with with his mental health and stuff like that. But we, me and you, especially, have been talking about we ever need a player who can look after the ball in midfield and a fully fit, confident Andre Gomez.
0: Can be that player, can he? Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, um, he was that as you've just mentioned. Them players, he he was, you know, rubbing shoulders with them. So we, I just think it's about what this squad is bringing now. Where you've had a player out in the cold, he's had injuries, he's now coming back in. This squad had sort of shown how close they are that the players are coming in and just slotting right in. You know, with the no one's looking sort of out of place. think like Michael Keane, when he come in, everyone was a bit worried about him. He put a foot wrong, really, apart from his own goal. But I just watched it. <laughs> yeah, but when I just watched it, Gomez's performance, I thought that's just where we are right now as a squad. We've got these players who've been out for weeks and weeks, but they're just coming in and going, yeah, go I'll have a go. Like, they've just got all points to prove. He's trying to keep the core eye out. The core eye will come back and try and keep him out. So I just think he was brilliant. And I think that was just purely for the fact that he wanted to play for Everton again, where he looks. Obviously, at the end before he went to Leary, look not asked. I think we've all sorts of said that. There's games where you just think he doesn't, he's not interested. But that Tottenham game was like, yeah, he's up for him. He won want, he wants this shirt, and he's he's starting to keep hold of it. Yeah,
2: and do you think he might be another player who suffered the, uh, the the Frank Lampard effect? A Few uh, midfielders seem to be frozen out under Frank Lampard. In the, um, mm-hmm. I just thought he was brilliant when he came on. But uh, are we getting too carried away? Because remember, me and you went to Arsenal a few years ago. And, and he came back after his ankle injury and he and he, uh, he put in like a man-of-the-match display there. I think we lost 3-2 and he yeah. was brilliant and then he sort of went downhill after that. I'm sort of wary of that, but he is a good player. Andre Gomez was on his day, isn't he? You can't deny that. Like,
1: Yeah, he is a good player. It's just, like you said, it's just finding consistency with him now. Uh, after that bad ankle break, he, had, he just were not the same player anymore, was he? So, uh, it's... I thought, again, I know we'll come on to it, I thought last night he was all right. He he, yeah. weren't, he weren't bad, he went good, he was just all right. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, he's, He didn't go he missing, did he? A... he?
2: He was all right no, last night, no,
1: didn't go he'll, missing. will be a big asset if, he, if we get him back to the way he was when we first got him, like... I
2: don't know if anyone noticed last night he was on all the set pieces as well.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah I did, yeah. So, obviously, they, you know, they've been... They trust him enough to... You know, we've got a few players you can cross the ball in, but they left it up to him and he went bad either. I don't think he disgraced himself unless I was
0: properly pissed, which I was like, but yeah, Jamie? I think you've got to look at the two games he's played again. You know, he's played against Tottenham away, who, who tend to have the ball and play this tiki tacky type of play, and then he's had to go to City and play against City, another team who all he does is chase shadows against them. So, you know, when we do play a, diff- a team a little bit further down the table in the Wolves where... We will have a lot of, the, not a lot of the ball, but, you know, spells on the ball. That's where he comes alive, doesn't he? You know, he's not an address of when run round and win the ball off people. But when we've got the ball and we're sort of building up through the pitch, that's where he'll come alive. So, I think the last two games he's been done quite well, considering it's been City at home where you're chasing shadows. And Tottenham, we're getting beat 2-0, and he's come on and done that.
2: Yeah, it's a big test, is it, them two games? Like, <laughs> I mean, to come in against them because, you know, they... You would expect them to have a lot more of the ball than Everton, yeah. so yeah, I definitely agree with you there, Anthony. Have you
1: have you been surprised that he's playing like the ten role instead of Garner?
2: Yeah, maybe, like but maybe that's maybe maybe that's, maybe that's more for his legs. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. Just linking up the attack, but I definitely do think number ten is a, is a position that Everton needs to strengthen. in. You'd like to think Delhi Ali will come in and have the same effect that Gomez is currently having, but. There's no guarantees of that, is there? But uh, no, I just thought it was a really good performance from him. Uh, long may it continue. I just, I've got a softball for Gomez. I, I still maintain that he would have been Everton's greatest ever player until he'd done that fucking stupid hugathon thing where he let about a thousand Evertonians hug him. And then he just cursed him. The Everton touch cursed <laughs> him. And he was just never the same ever again. But uh, yeah, just a few little last things. Would you all say Gomez was of the match? I, I'd say Gomez yeah. was running the match. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah, no doubt.
2: Just to last thing about that game, then, Richarlison. Andy, I'll come to you first. Um What are your thoughts on them singing his name at the end? The Everton fan, sorry.
1: Right, it's a sticky one, and it's not for me. I wouldn't be singing his name, but we never got to say like, like thank you to him, did we? Because he no. he was playing through injury for us. He was he done everything to keep us up that year. But I wouldn't go as far as singing his name, I'll be honest with you. I'd I, I give him a clap and that's the body.
2: Well, yeah, there's one for you then. And there's people going, oh, he's on again. Why did why are our fans singing his name, but they won't sing Calvert-Loon's name? And he's, who still plays for Everton? Who, who helped keep us up? He scored the goal that kept us up. I don't know.
0: I honestly don't. Well, because why, I don't think we've got guys? a song for Calvert-Loon, have we? Apart from that crap one. It's
2: because half of the meeting, that's why. Meow! Got my claws out. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> Jamie, I know you have a different view on this. I'll give me—I'll give my point of view in a bit. But what's your views on yeah, the Everton singing the Charleston song after he just scored a goal that has helped beat us in the same game?
0: Yeah, I think him scoring a goal that helped beat us. I think that was—he's a professional football at the end of the day, and he's just there, isn't he? That's just how they react. They sort of—even the celebration you could see. Wanted, he was going to celebrate and then realised halfway through celebration he'd scored against them and went, oh, right. Um, singing his name, I can see why you would and I can see why you wouldn't. You carried away in the moment. He's obviously come over to see the fans. Um, but then if people go, no, he doesn't play for us anymore, I can see that for me. I don't know why people go the other way and go, oh, we shouldn't have anything to do with him because he'd never wanted to leave Everton Football Club. I know people say, well, he really wants the Champions League. Well, every player in the world wants to play in the Champions League. But if he would have said to Charles, he'd have to stay another two years, he'd have been made up. And I think if you said to him now, do you want to go back? He'd probably say, yeah. Um, and I just think he, got, he gave us so much in the last two seasons. He deserved that. He did deserve that. We never got to see him to say, you know, as I said before, thanks very much for keeping us up. The goals he scored, the the one against Chelsea and certain goals certain performances he give, I just think maybe he deserved a little bit of a thanks.
2: Yeah, John Stones got a round of applause last night when he went off. Mm. In That's I heard, you? Listen, I haven't got a problem. My point of view and I haven't got a problem with them applauding him and him coming over and, you know, we we do think of him fondly and I understand that and he he seems to love us and you know we see his Instagram posts and that and I think he genuinely sorry that he had to leave. That's my just my personal opinion. Like, I know he's got to say he wanted to leave in that ball. I think if he would have given him a choice, I think he would have stayed. Yeah. because I think his place in that Brazil squad was guaranteed anyway. Just being Everton, a winger for Everton or a center forward, whatever you want to call him, but singing his name is too much for me. It's Tim Potts. That. For me, that's Tim Potts. In my opinion, I just yeah. don't think you should be singing an opposition player's name after they've just beat you. People will disagree, but I do love the Charleston, I am going to say it. I do love the Charleston, But round of applause, yeah, singing his name. No, not for me personally. I wouldn't do that. But each to their own. and uh...
0: Paul. Yeah. What, yeah. what? If you were a Tottenham fan, and I'll ask you both this: What are you thinking? That no, we put something about him in the Everton that didn't he on Christmas Day and it's, yeah, it's, it's all the, over the social media. If you were a Tottenham fan, you'd be like, "What's he doing? No, on the other side of the fence, sort of thing." Yeah.
2: I think he's just scored four and four, hasn't he? So if I was a Spurs fan right now, I'd be like, "Well, he's doing his job, so I'm not really bothered." But he's got an Everton tattoo, and everything. Hasn't he? So I think he might be one of them players when he finishes playing. Eventually, that you'll probably move to West Derby or something. (laughs) (laughs) You'll see him after dinner, speaking and all that. He'd be one of them, won't he? Just uh, in the Samba Lounge in the Bramley Moor, the new new hot stadium. Yeah, but uh, yeah, no, it's. uh, if I was a Spurs fan right now, because the win, it's like the owner and stuff. When everybody hates the cheerleading when we're getting beat, but when we're uh, when we're winning, everyone's made up with it. It's just one of them, isn't it? Yeah. are Same question to you.
1: Uh, yeah. so our, our fans are pretty fickle, aren't they? So they'll be up if someone's... I think. I think our fans had to go well, actually only the month for saying uh once. Once to... Well,
2: Bobby, Bobby Charlton got a funeral, yeah. Yeah. So once a, a red, a always a red and all that, yeah.
1: Me personally, I don't I don't I, I don't take too much like that. I I just yeah take it with a bottle of
2: salt. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Someone was on to me last night on Twitter. We were, I was having a little bit of a discussion about Don Arnold and he was going, he'd leave at the first sign. Him. I I think ninety nine percent of them would. Yeah. And, and that's not against Everton either. I just mean if, if a Real Madrid or someone, a better club, comes in, they're going to go, auntie i would go. I'm sorry, I was. Hmm? It's just Can't the way... Them. It's a short career. You've got to make the most of it. Champions League football and all that. Yeah. So, it's not their job, in my opinion, to love Everton Football Club. It's ours, as the fans. But that That's just my opinion, anyway. But, but Charleston does seem to love us, so we'll let him off there. But stop singing a song when he <laughs> just go to goal. That's all I'm going to say. But, uh Right, like that space covered. Like onto Manchester City you now. Last night, Rid- ridiculous kickoff time. Ridiculous day to play football again. Getting ripped away from us Boxing Day football. We couldn't sit, go to the matches, Evertonians, and enjoy Boxing Day like everybody else. We had to wait till the night after. Loads of people hung over. Loads of spare tickets online because people are hung over, got family commitments and everything else. It's just it was just a bad. Dodgy, it's just, it, the whole night just felt weird to me. I don't know about you, and it's just, the weather was off, it was just like, it just it doesn't seem a like night for football, did it? It didn't for me, anyway.
1: I came straight from work, so it was just like a normal day for me, when it shouldn't be like that when it's over the festive period. No. You look forward to the Boxing Day games, don't you?
2: Yeah. That's the yeah.
1: first thing you look at, well, one of the first things you look at when the fixtures come off.
2: Jamie, I mean, it's just just want to stick on that steam because I just want to stick the knife into the Premier League as much as I can, to be honest with you. Know what I mean, quarter past eight on the 27th of December, two days after Christmas. Where's the thinking there?
0: The, the thinking is of giving Manchester City a, a little bit more time to rest. They obviously knew they, they were going to Saudi Arabia, so they were giving them an extra day. In my opinion, they were giving them an extra day because otherwise, what's the point? I know there's football tonight. Uh, Arsenal so they could have moved it to give them an extra day, but I think it would look bang on if they give them two days. They probably just said, listen, we can only give you an extra day without causing uproar, so we'll just give you the extra. I do genuinely believe that. Um, cause there's no, Otherwise, there's no other reason to change that fixture. It doesn't clash with anything. It doesn't no. clash with traffic. It doesn't clash with Liverpool playing Steve away. It didn't sort of clash with anything it was just purely for the fact they were in Saudi Arabia and we're like right we'll have to give our beloved an extra day
2: yeah but that's what it just feels like to me just like like football is just getting taken away from us I know I've done a lot of moaning on this podcast but that's what I do I'm a moaner I'm one of life's moaners and I'll, I'll continue to do so until the day I die I think but it just doesn't feel like football to me I mean I'm sat around on boxing day and I'm Cause Everton yeah. I'm, Cause Everton went playing. I'm I'm sort of interested, but I'm not. Do you know what I mean? It's just like this is not boxing today. It should be at Goodison Park. The fixtures came out. Everton are playing City at home. I should be at the match. It's just Yeah. It's just it's just not for me. But onto the game anyway. Um Jamie, I'll stick with you. What did you make of the team news when you seen Beto playing off front instead of Calvert Loon? What what did you make of
0: that? Um uh, I sort of knew it was a precaution for Calvert Loon. I don't think it's anything I don't think they uh, should ever drop Cavalloon purely because he thinks Beto is better than him when i seen it where people are going oh he's finally dropped Cavaloon I was thinking well that's just because he knows how many games are coming Um, but I wasn't too fussed because I knew Beto would do a job and you know what you're sort of going to get out of Beto and it was, t- it was just his chance to prove it was worth and I don't think he played that bad really but it's not a bad option, like when we when I seen it, I wasn't bothered. If that makes sense, I was like, Okay, well, it's time to step up. That's all,
2: yeah. And the first first half, I thought everything were really, really good. Or would you say Manchester City just were still half asleep in the first half because I thought we, we dealt with them quite well? I know they had a couple of chances first half, but I thought we were under control, I thought we, we managed it really well. So, the first half for me was really, really good, wasn't it? The game plan was working.
1: Yeah, I I thought it was a bit of both. Man City were a bit off it and we were really good. I think we were well organised. Apart from the, obviously, uh, the double save that Pickford made in the first half, we fell asleep a bit. But just on Beto, I think when I see when I seen the team news on Beto, uh, I went too fast. I think he deserves it. I, and that's not having a go at Calvert-Lewin either. I think Beto's worked hard to get into a position to start. And yeah. that's all you want from like, your squad players. You want them working hard to get into that first team. So, uh, and does he look know,
2: awkward he, to you, Beto? He, he does look awkward. Yeah, does he look
1: awkward yeah, to he you? Yeah, he looks awkward,
2: but I think he put himself about last night. He was bullying yeah. them a bit, man. Yeah, I think he done well on his own last night. Yeah, and I, thought, he you looked, I thought Beto was all right. I mean, I, I do, I, I've had my reservations about him a little bit. I do think there's a good player in there somewhere, but I just think he looks a little bit erratic at the moment. But I think that's just his style, isn't it? I think that's the way he goes about his business and that he's... He's all action and arms and legs flailing everywhere, but I do think you know it's it, it's a good backup to have, and I'm surprised to see him starting more games. But we'll, we'll come on to calvert loon in a bit, and it'll, we'll probably add better into the conversation. But uh, <clears throat> Jamie, what? I, obviously, we scored the goal again. That happens in slow motion for me. I I, I didn't celebrate the goal. I'll be honest, and that's what going back to VAR. That's yeah. what it's done to me. But it was a very well worth goal, wasn't it? I mean, easy goal incident was Manchester City, was like, that just happened, we sort of like, walk right through them to me, and it f- come from McNeil, Harrison's and Johnny on the spot, and great okay, finish, I thought he had a good game, Harrison as well, all game, I thought he made a nuisance of himself,
0: but it was a good goal, wasn't it? Yeah, it was brilliant, Um if City scored, I think they're talking about it for days, so I just think, even, McNeil sort of crossed that ball, knowing where Harrison would be, it looked weird, it looked like he sort of been told to, if you get the chance, because a few balls went across low, and it was sort like get the ball low, see if they can deal with it, see if anyone's in the box. And Harrison was waiting, knowing that McNeil's gonna sort of fizz that ball across. But it it, it come again, not I wouldn't say against the runner player, but I thought we were it was coming. Now when you see them go like had a couple of half chances, now you think, Oh my god, we've scored. And everyone goes, oh, that's against the runner player. I don't think it was against the runner play. I think. Everton were sort of justified to be one 0 up at half-time. I I actually thought it was a very very, very good goal. When you, you watch your back, you think, no, how did he yeah. manage that?
2: <laughs> yeah, it seemed to just walk it into me in the end. It was, really, okay. it was really well worked. Like lots of that press, I like that press and when it when it works. It looks really good. I mean, he's got them doing that really well. But obviously, with the caliber of opposition, you'd like to think against lesser teams that will strangle the life out of them, which yeah. I want to come on to the second half, I just thought they strangle the life out of the second half I thought, it's whatever's gone on in that, in that Manchester City dressing room at half time the air, the air dryer, Pep air dryer treatment has come out there and they've come out a completely different animal, haven't they? I mean, I noticed that he just sort of said to Foden and Greed, "Right, like listen, just hug the touch lines, don't move from there, we sort of have our inverted fullbacks and wingers and it's just I thought the width, you just used the width really well and we just couldn't cope with it, second half.
1: Yeah, I I was saying to my mate, at half-time, he was made up, it was 1-0, I was like, Listen, these just come, these will come out and they'll just flip a switch and you could Steve he and they're capable of doing it. And The biggest compliment for City, I, I was saying to my mate, Do, does anyone actually know what formation they play? Because the players are just absolutely everywhere. Yeah. It, it seemed to me, like, in that second half, that they had, like, three more players than us.
2: Yeah. yeah. It it annoys me, you know. I, I was watching it last night, you know, and I was thinking, I'm annoyed by how good you are. It, it was actually annoying me. And I used <laughs> to feel like that with Barcelona, you know, the the great team that Pep had there, Pep Guardiola, them Pep, like I know, Pep Guardiola had there, and it's just like, I turned it off in the end. And I know that yeah. sounds ridiculous, but I was like, I'm sick of this. Because there's always a pass on. And it's like they win every knockdown, and they win the ball back straight away. And it's like these little triangles of passes, and you're like, "How are you doing that? How did he do it?" I mean, how is this manager getting his teams to play like that? It's just he's like a wizard, isn't he—it's weird. It's did just you, a weird. Did, it's just a weird way to play football.
1: Did you see in the second half when the crowd were really up for him? We had some pins in the corner, and, and he got out of they it. Just knocked, knocked it out, and they were on the attack, and like three yeah. passes, and I was like, "Wow." This
2: is something. Yeah. In this I said to me mate, I went mean, what's this I when they'll do three passes here and they'll they'll be in on our goal anyway. I think Grealish come in on our goal. You are like? Yeah. We were on the attack there. We've actually just pinned them in there, and they've got out of it. Jamie, it's it. I, do you understand what I'm trying to say? There be people saying oh, shut sure. up because I'd love Everton to play like that, but it's sort of like I'm bored of it. I'm bored of how good they are. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, it's probably what Motherwell Motherwell feel when they watch Shelter. You know, it's. Did yeah. you sort of looking going? Oh my god. I was watching it, and sometimes, you know what, I love Everton more than anything, but when you watch a football team, you think, wow, he's just like, these are just unbelievable, and obviously they've just been officially the best team in the world, but yeah, he and him as well, like in the first half, we were sort of on top, and he's actually come out and said, he just went direct, instead of trying to knock the ball through, for the first 20 minutes, We went straight to Foden, straight to Grealish, and it worked, so... He's, he is the master of him. He takes some doing. And when you've got players of that caliber and the, him directing them, everyone's on a hardened and to not like.
2: Yeah, I'm sick of it. I just want them to stop now. Pack it in. I just It's the. Uh, Ruining your Christmas, it, it It's annoying. Because like, I sat in that ground yesterday and I've had a few before the game. like So obviously <laughs> I'm a little bit tanked up and I'm thinking, just stop. Please stop it now. Yeah. Not that they were battering us, but it's just like like Anthony was saying before, it's like these little, of... past, these little signs apart. these little signs. So... No, it wasn't like it was mad pressure or anything. I mean, I thought they scored the second and then stopped for a little bit. Sort of like they got what they wanted, but it's just like these little passages of play like the, the two defenders and that, and then one, two, three balls and they're in, you're like, and then you see Everton get it, and like Onana and James Garner, I'm on, I'm not just using them as an examples and just kick her out of play, and you're like, well how? How are we how are they doing that and you're not? Doing yeah. it? It's just like
1: I stayed to the very end and literally we just could not get the ball off them. We just just popping it everywhere and I was like, this is boring this. Uh, I'm just I, I don't like getting off early, so I stayed to yeah. the very end, but oh my we just couldn't get it off them.
2: Yeah. Listen, if ever wanna play football like that in the future, sign me up for it. But watching <laughs> another team do it week in, week out. I'll give the other team a chance, lads, please. <laughs> just honestly, that's what I was like, I, was just, I was like that with Barcelona. I used to argue with my brother, our John, all the time. He Used to go, How can you not like that? I was going. I don't like it because it's just too dominant. It does that make sense? Yeah. If I'm watching as a neutral, I don't watch two teams having a go at each other. Yeah. So I sound like that Goldbridge because he's come out today and said it's boring being a Manchester City fan. I bet you it's fucking not. Bet you it's not boring being a Manchester City fan. No. No chance. So I'm be for that, but yeah. Piss off at I, it at the same time. Do you
0: know what, as well, Paul that killed us. We were sort of in the in the crowd was up, John Stone's going down. It's sort of like the crowd went lower and then they just sort of got the foot and the ball went, right, we'll go again. So that's what yeah. they do. They just, they just, if you can just play and like, you can just switch off and then switch on again. It's just think. But un- for me, I don't think it's a disgrace being beat by Man City you know, think and other people thinking going, we've got to beat everyone. We did try and beat them. Listen, we did try and beat Man City. You just can't. You know That's why people up- are saying to-
2: that, mate? Because Luton Town are winning for- games of football. That's why people are saying that. I know, but no one are- no one no one factored in that Luton Town would be winning games. Yeah. They, sure. No one factored that into to the thinking. But we'll come on to that in a bit. But yeah. I mean if you look at the game. Right, you've scored. Now I've only I haven't really seen the replays. The first goal, auntie talk me through it. You mate, Jordan Pickford. For me, listen. I I ended up sitting. I've had a bit of a mad day yesterday. I had ended up sitting in the park end because I had to give my ticket away to someone because my dad couldn't find his ticket. It was lost in, the, in in this house somewhere, so I had to go and sit with my mate in the park end. So. So you could sit in my seat, and then there was a Me, my dad actually couldn't go. Oh, it was just a, it's just a mental story. But anyway, and I was sat behind that, and I think Pickford should have saved it. There'll be people screaming at it. For me, I've only seen it once. I think he should have saved it.
1: Well, at the time, I thought, wow, what a goal! Some goal that, and then I've I've watched it two or three times afterwards. He takes a step to his right. And he's about three yards away from his near post now as a keeper. I'm I'm not a keeper, I've never been a keeper, but I'm sure you're always told to always cover your near post and anything your far yeah. post is your defender's job. He's miles away from me. And I don't want to go in on Pickford too much because everyone will get on my back. But he has say it and he has had good games, but we're talking about now. He needs to cut these mistakes out and I'm being a bit. I probably might be a bit harsh. I think he should do better with with the Tottenham goals as well. But that's just me personally.
2: No, listen. I'm. I'm. I'm with you. I'm. I'm a bit. Uh, I'm never really afraid to speak my mind, but I, I am appreciative of what Jordan Pickford has done for Everton in the last few years. But I think in the last two games he's been dodgy. I, I, I'm going to say, it. and that's yeah. just not me saying get him out of goal. We need a new goalkeeper. I can't stand him no. or nothing like that. But I. I think. That a Charleston one for me. I think, he should, I think he should do better. I think he flaps at the cross of the second Spurs goal. I think, as I say, I've only seen it once. You shouldn't be getting done at your near post. I'm, as I've never been a goalkeeper, never will be. I'll never be a footballer. i can just about kick a ball, but you shouldn't be getting done at your near post like that. Um, second one he I comes Jordan... out and flaps again. He flaps again, doesn't he? Leading up to the penalty. And the, and the third one is hundred percent his fault. I just think I think he's had a couple of bad games there. Game. I think Jordan
1: Pickford oh, is in the nicest possible way ever at Everton standard. We we won't get better than him. And we could get far worse than him. Mm-hmm. That's where I am with Jordan Pickford.
2: Calvert-Lewin, the same.
3: Yeah.
2: People, there's no other alternative. You're not going to... Yeah. The player that we want is going to cost 80, 90 million, and we're not going to get them. So we're stuck with them players. I do think Pickford's a top... Uh, his attitude at times gets me down. It just does. That's just me. That's just my personal opinion. I don't. I don't hate the lad, but it's just sometimes it just grates on me, especially when you're not winning. That that that. So it's gonna grate on you. But I do think he's a really good goalkeeper. At the same time, I think he comes in for a lot of stick for his ability. I think it's wrong. I just think sometimes, like last night, I think that first goal yesterday, his head fell off because it's his England teammates done him at the front post. I yeah. don't. Jamie, if you want to come in there, I don't What what's your thoughts on Jordan Pickford last night? And um
0: against Spurs. I'm trying to think of the Spurs goal There's a few pints since then. But <laughs> the, yeah, he can always do better listening, especially if it's in his area. No, if he gets put in the top corner, I think he's not saving that. But I think for the first goal last night, my only sort of defence with Jordan Pickford there is I don't think he's expecting Phil Foden to shoot, which he should. He's a professional goalkeeper. He should be expecting him to shoot and waiting. I just think he's probably thinking, he's just going to pass the ball around until they're in my box. For me, I think Patterson be, should be f- out to full phone a lot quicker than he is. He sort of gets sucked right in, leaving Foden on his own, instead of being sort of next to him. I don't even know what he's doing over there, me personally, but he was. I think he should be out to him a lot faster. Pickford should be saving it. He shouldn't be going that far over to his right, thinking, oh yeah, well, these are just going to play around. But it makes them two saves in the first half that probably keep us yeah, in the game is. at that point. Yeah. So it, it's hard with him. It's hard right because you want to go, you do my head in. But then he yeah. does suddenly think, well, all right. You know, it's it's one of them. I think
2: he's one of them untouchable players with the fan base, though, and I think it's, it's unfair because we should be able to just comment on players on a game-by-game basis. Do you know 100%. what I mean? I just yeah. don't think he had a good game. He made a, crack- a couple of cracking saves, but I just think that, first goal, his head's gone completely because, again, I say I, I was sat in the park end, the say for the under time, I was sat in the park ends yesterday, but he's just screaming at his at players, I mean, there was a point yesterday where Michael Keane
0: just turned around and tells him to look off. Have you so, seen the uh, uh, bit where Tarkovsky spins him round? Right. He's, him like, he's shouting to yeah. Tarkovsky, just spins him round to say, like, just leave me alone, do you know what
2: yeah, I mean? And... It's, it's non-stop, you know, Jamie, honestly, I've said it for oh. a few weeks and I've been saying to you, and it probably is, that's his character, and fair enough, and we all, you know, that's him. That's just who he is, but I think t- last night, Tarkovsky was just, just like, I've had enough yeah. shut up.
1: Seeing that, oh. what you were on about before with uh, Michael Keane, that came after the third goal, where Pickford kicks it back to them. He kicks it back to them, and as it got Michael Keane, he goes, fuck off, make yeah. sure you put your foot through it. That's what like, he's i, I He's, you know he's what's laying, he's laying in into day. them
2: players there, isn't he? Badly. He's 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 laying into every single eleven player there. And it's him that's made that Everybody makes mistakes, but just put your hands up and say, listen, I've made a mistake. Yeah. Sorry, I haven't seen it. I don't know
1: don't know if you've noticed, but we keep conceding goals from short corners. And it's we, it's it's happening weekly.
2: The folding yeah. one
1: and
2: that was happening at the yeah. beginning of the season now. Yeah,
1: and it's happening again. I'd love to know the stat of how many goals we've actually conceded from like short corners. Yeah, because well, I think because we're a tall team, we're just expecting teams to uh, just let inviting them to cross it in and just get it away. But it's not the case no yeah. more. We're conceding mean, too many from short corners.
2: Last night's game just gave the press the next five year of headlines for Jordan to get Jordan picked out of the England goal, hasn't it? That that that's it. That's all I go back to now is that Manchester City game. I know we haven't done him any favours, like, but listen, we'll just call it as it is. I thought second half yesterday, I just thought he was awful. Absolutely awful. I, I've got to say it. And I thought against Spurs in that opening 20 minutes, I thought he was awful as well. But that's not to say I think he's awful. You yeah. get what I mean? I'm just talking about them incidents in them games. But let's go on to the second goal then. More VAR controversy. What is, Jamie, what is Amadou Anand supposed to do with his hand? And chop it off. add onto that. I'll add on to that. The referee's given a the corner there, you know, yeah. and then Manchester City players bully him into, into giving them a penalty. Now, we say it all the time, Everton are too nice, Everton are too nice, but the fact that the referee is cased in to three or four players screaming at him, it's just, it just blows my mind completely. What has happened there?
0: Uh, a, he hasn't got a clue. Uh, he's saying that the linesmen give it? How? The linesman, how the linesman give that? Someone tell me. Is it he's in the, his armpit? Is it in, mean, not only is it in my armpit, but he's closer to it. The referee's got no corner and looked at his linesman who's 50 yards away from him, where he is. Two bodies and got and the linesman's gone, oh yeah, there's a pen. And it's like, he's mad. He's actually, I just think, what's he meant to do? Chop his arm off? Is he meant to dive in with his arms and his back? Is he, the, the one, I don't like speaking about them, but, Martin Oregon against Liverpool. Oh, yeah. He falls sick. on the ball, puts his hand on the ball and they go, Oh, because he's falling over. Well, he's blocking. He's, he's I, just, I said that he's gonna make a boss goalkeeper on Ireland if he's meant to do that. I just I just don't understand the rule, mate, honestly. And I don't think these players do either. And the, and the managers I said it they've had a Zoom call and said, What is the rule? He's three yards away from them. It's seventy miles an hour, that ball. And which is even worse the rule, if it's in him in the chest. And then the arm, it's not on ball. So because or if it's an interim on the face and then the arm, it's not on ball. But his arm will be in the same position. I just it's just for I'd watch it going. How's he just actually give that? And then the referee. That's what whale teams do, though, whale class teams do. They just surround the referee and, and make sure they get the decision. My like United did it for years. You know, Liverpool have done it, Arsenal have done it. They just sat down the referee and put massive pressures on him and he just went, Oh shit, penalty.
2: Well, that's what I mean. I'm setting the see, and I'm that I don't know what, what minute that was on, was it was that about an hour in, something like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. And I'm thinking, I don't know if I can do this anymore. And it's not, it's just because I feel like running onto the pitch and knocking <laughs> the referee out. I swear to God, that's what it feels like. I'm just honestly, I, I think it'll happen. I'm not I'm not calling for it to happen if people are listening. I'm not saying run on the pitch and knock referees out. But it's coming, and I think they're setting themselves up for something really bad. Is going to happen in football, in my opinion, because yeah. the decisions are just outrageous. I mean, we've seen that Rodri a couple of years ago. We all joke around saying that it's his chest, you know, because Liverpool didn't win the league and yeah, everything, yeah. stayed up. No, but yeah. it's, it's it's a blatant penalty, and then yesterday you get that one, and it's just, I just, for me, it's never in a million years is that a penalty. And he's saying the old guard one. Well, old guard scoops it up. Picks, virtually picks the ball up. I mean, obviously, we're all because it's against Liverpool. We're well, not bothered. It, but it's just, the rules are just mental, Auntie. Auntie, what did you make of that yesterday? I mean, for me. I mean, and, and talk about the City players. I mean, because I think it was that Kanji. I noticed he screams to the referee down his ear that it's on ball, And the referee gives it on ball, And he cheers it like, it like he's just scored a goal because they must be told these referees are weak. Get into them. Make them make the decision for you. It's just ridiculous.
1: Yeah. Well, at the time when he gave it when he actually well, he gave the corner, didn't he? But at the time I did actually think it was on ball, but when I watch it, he's literally he's two yards away, there's nothing you can do. You your natural movement of your arm when you're sliding is your arm goes up. You can't slide with your arm down the side, you're gonna get hit. No. So I don't know what they want him to do. It's just the city players. Like you said, our players need to stop being nice and start doing that. But I thought there was We'd a new rule. We don't get booked for it, though. We don't get booked for yeah, it. Yeah, I was going to say, there's a new rule that you get booked when you're around it. And how on earth the landsman's seen that, I'll never know. It People were saying that uh, the referee gave the pen so it didn't go to VAR, but it did. It went to VAR and he still gave it.
2: Yeah. yeah. because it's, it's not player. it's not a clear a clear and obvious error, so they're not gonna yeah. go against their mates on the pitch. This is what we were talking about before. It's just the blind leading the blind. it's just make it up as we go along. It's just pathetic it's not football. For me, it's not it's football. It's not bad you're wearing. It is. That's yeah. You change the badge on the shirt. And for me, people say, Oh, well listen, you should only be listen to this if you're never Tony. in anyway. If you're not I can do one. You change the badge on the shirt. Well, don't <laughs> Don't really. But you changed the badge on the shirt. It's it's not given, is it, Jamie? You oh? spot on. It's not. It's not. No chance. That's the other way around We're not getting a penalty for that. No chance. We didn't. No chance. Exactly. Uh, I, I, fucking... That was one of them days. That is why you still. You, I think I stood after that Rodri one. I think I stayed in the ground about twenty minutes after going how, how, how? Did you not give that? I could see it from the halfway line, it was an ball, but that was, you know, that was easy to That right? we can't go on about that one anymore, but, yeah, so that's, that's the second goal, I want to talk about an incident after they went 2-1, and it was, and I love this lad, and we talk about him all the time, but I'm starting to run out of excuses for him, that's a bad miss by Calvert-Loon, that's a bad, that's a really bad one, that's, it's harder to do that, in my opinion. I have watched it back, and you know we spoke earlier on. You said you think it's an odd chance. I've watched it again. He should not be missing the chance. He shouldn't be missing it. It's an easy chance, to just like it. And I just I'm running out of things to try and back him up on on Twitter because it's people come for me. Like I I, I said, <laughs> I'm the president of the Dominic Calvert-Lewin fan club, but so they're coming for me, and I I just can't make any more excuses for him. He's just his eye for goal is off completely. Yeah, he's just
1: that he's just going through a bad patch, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, every strike goes through them I know, I know we're Penato, around
2: he had that goal didn't he he did have a goal against Spurs yeah, perfectly good goal I know
1: people are going to say oh you should defend but at the end of the day like I said to you before I think that chance is hard because the, the defenders guided them one way and the keeper started the other so the only thing he actually can do is like think the keeper but he thinks it and put it wide. Right, he should be scoring but it it is it is a harder chance than what we think, and although because because yeah. we're watching from the stands and on the telly, it is
2: a harder chance. Yeah, of course, you but, know we we you know we we you know we couldn't get anywhere near that good of some pictures now, it? but it's just I don't know it's just me because I'm just like I just think he should score. I just think a player of who I who I rate highly, I do. I don't think he's a natural finisher, by the way, but I just do think he's got to get them ones for me. Like that, that's just my opinion,
0: Jamie. What, what did you make of that? It's a bad miss for me. Yeah, he's got to score. I think he's trying so hard to score that it's not coming off for him. I think yeah. if he if he's on sounds mad, but if he's on a little bit of form where he may maybe he got that goal against Tottenham. Yeah. I think he probably does score because he's not under pressure, he hasn't got that burden on his shoulders. He'll probably just naturally lift the ball or sort of Flicker over Edison because he has got that in his locker. By the way, he has got that finish in him. We've seen it. I just think he's that desperate to score, everything's just like snatched. Because you can see himself, he was like, I really just missed another one of them. I just I don't think anyone can write him off by going, Oh, he fucking doesn't score enough goals. Oh, he's wrote I- off, mate.
2: he's wrote off. I- I'll come on to it, and he, he has, he's wrote off. I, I just People are saying he goes on a soapbox again. He's wrote off. He,
0: he's got no chance with, with a lot of our fans. He's got no yeah. chance. But Paulo, if Patterson with that if Patterson with that ball in, and he's not there, he gets ridiculed. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it, it, well, I just don't see how we can sort of win.
2: He can't win, mate. That's what that's what I'm saying. He, he cannot win. It's he just can't win. I was in the match yesterday, and he misses that chance. And want and can it, and people want to come for me and say people think get your fucking eye heels off. It's just, it's ingrained in people's brains now. It's in there. It's just, and that's it. That's the perception of him is he loves modelling and he he's a good looking lad and he's, he can't be asked playing for Everton, so he, he misses chances. That's just like, that's, that's that's just what I think anyway. Onana's getting the same treatment now. Onana is not going to win with these Evertonians now. And I'm not coming for evertonian because I'm an Evertonian and I'm a moaning bastard Evertonian. And I've got players who I don't like. But the certain players who are just on the list, the shit list, and they're not coming off it. And Anana and Calvert-Lewin are, are firmly on it, in my opinion. Yeah. That's just what I think. Anana's yeah. 22. I just, I think he's playing alright. like me. People are saying he's shite. You know, I just you know don't as know well, so cool.
1: and I, know, yeah. I know we have a go at Michael Keane because you call it, as you see it. If he yeah. has a bad team, you say, you know what, you shit. It's yeah. as simple as that. Yeah. Michael Keane will do one bad pass in the, in the yeah. game and get absolutely slaughtered by every Evertonian. You're like, he's done one bad pass. Just give him a break. Otherwise, yeah. the confidence is going yeah, no, I'm not That's just football. singling him out. Yeah. Yeah. But O'Nana and calvert when he misses a chance, they're the exact same. Every other person misses chances, but don't get the same shooting. O'Nana misplaces a pass. Everyone's on his back. We need yeah. to stop scapegoating these players. And just get behind them
2: because look, when we get behind them, we're a completely different team. Yeah, I agree. With you totally. I mean, I always say this all the time: is do you want are you expecting an Everton player to finish every chance to you? You 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 are going to be waiting for a long time because that's just not the type of team you are. And listen, Mo Salah is prolific in front of goal, but he misses a lot of chances.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: But he just gets more than what Calvert-Lewin gets. We just got he's got to take them because he's only getting one or two a game, where Salah's getting like six or seven a game, so he's gonna take one, isn't he? But like you say, they that they, they can't I've said it for a while, they can't afford to do anything wrong and everything shit. It's sad for me. Like it and listen, I've gone in on Michael Keane and I agree with you. But Michael Keane in the last few weeks hasn't done nothing wrong and I'm not gonna slag him off but I misplaced because 'cause we've all played football all right at different levels to these players, but you'll have a shot at goal and gonna knock a pigeon out and or something, you know what I mean? Or you'll have a pass and it'll just won't go anywhere you meant for it to go. It happens at football, that's the way it is. Jamie,
0: if Beto misses that chance, firstly though, the whole crowd clapping and go, "Come on, lad, keep going." So what's the difference? I don't get the difference between it. It's purely for the fact that it's that modelling thing. I mean, you said before, oh, he loves modelling, that's the people's persona. It doesn't. And it, when a twelve-year-old no, no. playing in Chef United's Academy, no, I'm Peter sarcastically
2: him. saying that. To oh honest. no, but
0: I know. But <laughs> yes. what I mean is, if people actually do think that, because Paul, let's be yeah. fair, he probably is. People, I think that. He wasn't a twelve-year-old playing in Sheffield United Academy. Thinking, I can't wait to model for Gillette or Carvel. he was wanting to play for England, and he got there. He, he people don't understand that he was. He should never have played football again. The injury he got. So every time he gets on the pitch, he grows a little bit more. He just grows a little bit more, and I'd love. I think we'd all love anyway. Anyway, well, to be boss, but I'd love him to just score five, six, seven, well, eight mean,
2: goals. We won four games on the top and he started every game. Is he not part of that winning team? Of course he is. Because you you wouldn't think he was because he never scored a goal.
0: Yeah, well, that's just that just shows you people's thinking. Because if you look at uh, Calv- uh, McNeil's goal against Newcastle, he takes four Newcastle players with him, and uh, with the run that he makes. So it... if people can't see that, then football's not for you.
2: Listen, uh, listen. If people don't rate him, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. absolutely fine, but i log on, and I probably shouldn't log on to Twitter, this is my fault for doing it, and it's like, sell him now, he's a crock, he's a waste of space, sick note, big tart, Nickers and bras, it's just like... But last year he was uh, crying every time he we went in it, the it's squad. It, it's embarrassing for me, I got Onani yesterday, again, I can get them up for us and put them on the, on our the, uh, page if you want, big lump of shite, waste of money, doesn't want to be here anyway, get rid of him. All because he missed a penalty. He's been for me. He's been all right up until mm-hmm. that moment. So when we played what, what, uh,
1: Newcastle, uh, there was a I'm mean, on a Facebook group. There's a man uh, on there, uh, obviously not going to name him, but uh, he was slating Calvert Lewin after after, <laughs> after after that Newcastle game. And I was like, he brings more to us than just goals, you know. And every time we get beat now, he comments me Oh oh, Calvert Lewin, Calvert Lewin. I'm like. Now. This was like from nearly a month ago so. Now when we're getting beat, even getting the blame. I just don't understand some
2: people thinking. Someone said to me on Twitter last night he misses a sitter every single game. I went like, well what sitters did he missing That one against Spurs. Do you think that was a sitter in the first half when he takes it out wide on his left foot? No. To no. me that's not a sitter. It's a mischance. chance. It's I not thought, a sitter, I though.
1: thought his, his header was a easier chance than that one. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah I thought so. so yeah.
2: And you forget about a disallowed goal, you're not allowed to talk about that, that. That didn't exist, that never happened. Yeah, they never talked disallowed. that well. Yeah. It's just honestly, people have been listening to this and will probably not listen to us ever again because we go on about Calvert Loon all the time. But I just find, and now I'll, I'll throw Nana into the same bracket. And people say, Would well, you have a go with Keane? I've had a go with Keane's performances, but I've got no problem with them at the moment. But it just seems like you can have four good games in an Everton shirt, you have one bad moment, and it's like it's back to. Calling them all kinds of names again. I just find it really sad. I just do. I think he's given absolutely everything for Everton, and he wants to do well. Paul. doesn't want to miss chances. It's like they think he wants to miss chances, and they think Onana has got this like this arrogance about him because he took that penalty, which was a bad penalty by the way. It was an arrogant penalty, but he think that's his whole. That's him now. That's him. That he's been pigeonholed as that bad penalty taker. They, they ignore everything else now?
0: Yeah, that. But that no, Calvin goal against West Ham. People forget how good that goal is, you know. Do he gets that ball turned and puts it in the bottom corner to win the game? And it's like, oh, he can't finish, he's missing sitters. Or what about that one where he's one, just... One against Brentford. One against Brentford, where he threw it in the corner. I just think, now he's Jimmy, trying to
2: score goals. Uh, We've said it over and over again, he's, he's not going to be a natural goal scorer. He's not. He's not a natural goal scorer, but he will get his fair share of goals, but he will miss chances because I think... It's a part of his game. He's obviously tired to work on, but I don't know. I just wish all the abuse would stop. Honestly, I, I, I should, it should. It's my fault for logging on. I just log on. I just see people talking, especially him, and now Onana. I'll, t- I'll lump Onana in there as well. I mean, it's just, it's just abuse to me. It's just, they're just getting abused.
0: But Paul, that you know what? Just before we move on from Carvalho, you know them over the road. That Darwin Nunes misses so many chances every week, and they absolutely love all love him. They all love him, and they get they. Oh, he'll be all right. He'll be all right. right. We'll keep, he, Look at the runs he makes. Calvin Nunez probably runs as much as Darwin Nunes, But because he doesn't... doesn't get half as many chances. Yeah, we'll win 3-0 and he doesn't score. Oh, he's fucking standing near anything. Because Darwin Nunes doesn't wear high heels.
2: Well, that's it. Yeah. It's exactly, mad yeah. to think of, though. I, I don't know. Start. He had pigtails pig the other week, like... Oh, yeah. <laughs> what that's all right. Him? It's crazy, isn't it? I mean, it, uh, what I'm trying to say is once, once... I love our fans and we've done a lot for this team to keep us up but I think once you've made your mind up about certain things it's very hard to change
3: yeah.
2: whereas we wanted them to change our minds we welcome it there's a lot of fans who are just like no nope, not having it never going to have it. someone said this to me last night don't raise them never raise them never will never will is the, is the sad part about it for me it's just like you've got to have an open mind for these players to change your mind and he's yeah. all we've got and we're not getting anyone else by the way so you've got to try and get behind them that's just my opinion. But he, it was a bad it was a bad miss yesterday. I know we've just gone halfway around the world to talk about it. For me, it was a bad miss, but we'll move yeah. on anyway. Um just gonna to come to you, Jamie. Is there any standout players for you last night? Um I thought Patterson, listen, I had to go with him in the last podcast. I thought he was brilliant last night. I thought he was brilliant against Tottenham as well. Thought he the last two games, I thought he played really well.
0: Yeah, I think the back four were brilliant last night, personally. Um obviously it was a penalty. The shot from outside of the box, which Pickford should have saved, and then obviously the mistake from Pickford. But other than the back four were brilliant. Brantweight and Tarkovsky look unbelievable together. Um, he just looks like a real captain, centre half Tarkovsky, and Brantweight just looks. I was actually wait hoping Brantweight was like, I wanted to sort of say to him, Stop playing as well now because these can come and get you. Do you know, what I just wanted to say, like, don't play too good, lad, because you don't want to show these that you're an actually decent player. But what did you make of the um. Keen for Gomez up? I didn't. It was a bit of a mad one. I could see sort of what he was trying to do. He was trying to get McNeil and Patterson a little bit further up the pitch to help Calvert Lewin and maybe push Garner a little bit higher than for Calvin Lewin. But I thought, I actually thought Michael Keen played quite well when he came on. I don't know. Yeah, he didn't do, he didn't, didn't do that wrong. No, which he, against City, you'd expect him to sort he of crumble. It, but but... I, I,
1: I, the time and
0: the timing of the no. sub
1: was off. We just went 2 and down. He brought another yeah. defender on. It should have been abandoned there and then, I think. And go was something different. But like you said, he did have a good game, Michael Keane. I think he was first into the ball on a couple of occasions. But I do think he should have abandoned that sub-life and went somewhere else.
2: Yeah, I thought yeah. it was a bit of a crazy sub-life. But I think Everton's squad's starting to starting to suffer now, aren't we? I think we are starting to suffer now. Um, I think a gay gate by the sounds of it, is quite a bad one. I think he might be out for a while. Uh, hopefully De Kory can recover soon but definitely short in midfield uh, the standout play for and... me
1: yeah. I know hmm. me and you have got a different opinion on last night but I watch him a lot because I, I just watch the centre mids a bit. But James Garner for me it just yeah. looks like he, he's growing and growing every game, he just wants the ball he wants to dictate our play and he's actually looking like a leader without talking, he's doing the talking with his feet, he's asking for the ball when he's under pressure and stuff like that He's just been my stand-up player, me, for
2: me, yeah. anyway. Yeah, to, to be honest with you, I forgot he was playing, but I I was extremely pissed in the first half. So, <laughs> and then I, I came to my senses in the second half, and it was all Man City, but I've seen a few people saying the same thing. They thought Garner, James Garner was brilliant. Uh, for me, I would say Jack Addison was man of the match. I thought Michelinco was brilliant as well, but... Uh, yeah. Patterson, Mikkelenko put... and Harrison with the standout players from me. But I give it to Harrison. I thought Harrison was really good yesterday.
1: Just on the, uh, the substitutes, I thought that was a crazy one as well. I think McNeil looked dead on his feet and Harrison had more legs in him.
2: I yeah. think he brought
1: the wrong winger
2: off. Mach-Nier looks a bit tired to me. I thought he, yeah. he he had a bit of a hard time. I thought Foden just lit up the second half, didn't he? Foden yeah. Silva and Ida Krius as well, by the way. The first time I've ever had a proper opportunity to watch him up and close, he's just a cheating little swat. Him, Honestly, he is. He trying to get Patterson in trouble all the time. I told Patterson was brilliant. Patterson loved that little fight he had with him yesterday. I thought, uh, but well, Grealish is a worm, isn't he? And yeah. I did like him as well, but he was a little worm yesterday. But yeah, um, so did so your man of match was Garnet and yours was who was your man of match, uh, I'd probably say I'd probably
0: give it to Tarkovsky, me. Would you? Mm. I just told you we put be... or putting up with him behind him. Putting put up with him behind, behind him, him and just yeah, he just <laughs> a few of the tackles he made are just he sort of what I want in Everton captain. So that's two
2: defeats and as we said earlier on, Luton Town are winning games for football. Luton Town I don't think had a shot on target in the second half and scored two on goals. <laughs> it's just like they're not going away, are they? I mean no. I speaking to you last night, Anthony, and you were saying you think we'll be all right. I think we're firmly smack bang in a relegation fight. I know we've played Spurs and I know we've played City. I just feel like we're unlucky. I just think decisions are going against us with BIR and stuff like that. And I'm sick, sick to death of these pundits saying the 10-point deduction has actually helped. It hasn't helped Everton. Go and look at the lead table. It hasn't helped Everton. So I don't know where they're getting that one from. Because we were doing quite well before the points deduction. So we probably might have got them wins anyway. So I wish you would stop. But do we need to be worried about relegation? Anthony, I'll come to you first.
1: Yeah, I think, like I said, I think I think we'll be okay. But I wouldn't I wouldn't have a go at people for not thinking we're not going to be okay. Just look at the past two seasons we've had. Anything can happen, on the decisions uh, that have went against us, and the look that we're having, it's just it's just one of them, isn't it? It's Everton. It's Everton, isn't it?
2: Different. Jamie, are you still in the camp of I think we'll be sound and we'll uh, we'll get enough wins and we'll get out of it and we'll be in mid-table soon? Or are you like me? I just look at Luton Town. I'm sorry to focus on Luton Town, like, but they're not going away, are they?
0: No, I think. Forrest,
2: I... Sorry, Forest have got a new manager and they just wiped the floor with Newcastle. I think Newcastle are uh, in a bit of a slumping form at the moment, but they've just got a great win there and I think that he's a good enough manager to get them out of it as well. Is it maybe now, I just want to go into the full relegation battle, is it a case of Palace and Fulham seem to be falling like a stone? Is it a case of trying to drag them back into it or is it a game at a time for Everton, basically?
0: Game at a time. I think we can only concentrate on ourselves and and get ourselves out of it and sort of leave people. If we drag people into it, it's around, but then we'll just leave them. Um, I'm worried... I was a lot less worried about three weeks ago. But as you said before, I just think you look at it, Luton. I watching Sheffield United, the game, Sheffield United game, they win it 2 1. I was like, oh, now it's perfect for us. Dad. Not perfect, but Sheffield United winning is great. And then it just went bang, bang. And I thought, this has just got everything getting dragged into it again. This, I just, we shouldn't even be, I, I know we shouldn't say it and everyone says stop saying it, but Bournemouth are on this mad run and we'd still be above Bournemouth. And I just think, <laughs> that just does my head in. more more than anything else. It that does my head in Like every time I look and go, yeah, but if we had that, we'd be there. I shouldn't do it, and I will try and stop doing it. But I just can't at the moment. Like I look at that, yeah, it's hard, and, isn't it? yeah, I look at the Luton game and think we shouldn't even be worried about Luton. If anything, we should watch that game go, That's a boss game now, I and mean, we should be worried about Brighton versus Tottenham and you know the the West Ham's of the world, them types of teams. I just. It does so frustrating that we are actually back in a situation when we've done really well. So they shouldn't be anywhere near it. Well not
2: because what you're we'll right, because is... I watch sorry, mate, I watch Newcastle be Forest. And I'm wanting Newcastle to be Forest. And I'm thinking if we have our proper points, I'd want Forest to be Newcastle so we could catch Newcastle. It's just yeah. an odd situation to find yourself in. Aren't you? Yeah, what I will say is like teams like Luton, Sheffield United, they are gonna
1: have spells like this, but for me, what I'm hanging on to is it won't last forever. I think they're gonna have a different form again. But the positive, positive from Everton is we have been getting beat, but we have been playing well.
2: Yeah, that's so.
1: Sick. I think. What I, do you
2: think of Palace and Fulham and that? Then, Do you think they're they're going they're getting sucked into again? It, again,
1: they've gone through a stage where they their form's just a bit. Poor at the minute, but. I think with Palace, all they need is a manager change. As soon as they change their manager, they'll be flying again. And that's all it takes, really, for, the, for teams like that. I think Fulham are more than good enough to n- not be down there. But Forrest, I think Forest will get a little new manager bounce and then, again, start struggling. That's my personal opinion.
2: Yeah. No. Well, I do you have... think
1: the three teams down there will go.
2: Well, you haven't been on for a while, obviously, do you think we will get any points back from the points deduction?
1: I reckon about four points back, personally. I don't think we'll get any more. They're, they're yeah. still trying to set like a president for, oh, don't go against us, are they? But they're making it for their own back, really, because they've got Chelsea and City to look after, after us, haven't they? So...
2: Yeah, them City I mean, fans were, were singing open, songs last I'm
1: night. Open, to... I'm for four, like,
2: yeah, them City fans were singing, uh, you cheating bastards, you know what you are. Now, I hope that was sarcastic. Yeah, it's got to be. I think it was sarcastically. Yeah, it's got but, to be. Uh, yeah, it's just amazing. But, Jimmy, I know it's a few weeks down the line now, but gee, what, as it gets closer to this decision, we don't actually know when they're going to make a decision on this. Do you think we'll get any points back? I think yeah. four as well. I agree with Anthony. I think four at most. Four.
0: Yeah, I think four. Um then they're sort of setting the bar, they're setting the bar and for one sort of breaches six points where if it was ten, you've been you know what what are you doing to City and Chelsea then? But if they do six, they can go well nine's relegation, nine's administration, six is breaking the rules, and then whatever's you know, one maybe not feel, feeling in a fielding a player that shouldn't be playing, all that type of stuff. Yeah. But if we get four back, that's this is what it still does me head in. If we get four back we're only five points away from the relegation zone, and I just think, it just annoys me to that I think, we shouldn't even be anywhere near that, and like, we'd all be like, well, we've got nothing to hang on to now, we haven't got that point sort of thing to, or we'll get five back. Um, I don't know, you've got me worried now, Paul, thanks for that.
2: No, I can't, help it, mate. I'm watching these games, and I'm thinking, oh, I mean, it's like a dagger to the heart every time Luton was scoring the other day, I'm like, I shouldn't be worried about Luton, should... I think I need to remember that we just had four wins on the bounce. We just played the high-flying Spurs, battered them, come away with nothing, and, and we played City. And, and haven't disgraced ourselves, and I've lost. So, you know, it's not the end of the world, is it? But yeah, I think we need to get back to winning ways as soon as possible. But before we come on to Wolves, there's like a few little things. Uh, Kevin Tellerwills came out this week and done a big interview. And basically, without going into the full interview, he's basically telling the fans not to expect any signings in January basically saying, ignore all the stories that you see because most of it won't be true. They'll obviously jump at the chance of any youngsters become available. Maybe a couple of loans. Uh, I'd still like to see a sign Calvin Phillips on loan if we can get him. But um, it's refreshing, isn't it, Jamie, that he's actually come out and basically told us, listen, don't get ahead of yourselves. We're still skint. We've got a the line with this FFP and profit and sustainability. So just a... Lower your
0: expectations, basically. I think it, I, I appreciate them for that to you, yeah. And I think we, I think as a fan base, we needed that where we're not going into January and it's got all that sign some players and where's all this and why haven't he signed anyone? If we've been told as a fan base, we're sort of quite good at that, we go, Well, we can't, so let's just get behind the lads that we actually have got, yeah, instead of going a match every five minutes, going, This is a disgrace. You know, because all obviously the board and all that'll come under pressure. But if he's come out before and gone, it shouldn't we can't sign anyone. I think we do all as a fan base go, okay, we'll get behind the lads that we actually have got then. And hopefully maybe a bonus one will come through the door. Yeah.
2: And I think Jamie's right there, isn't he? I think as Evertonians, if you say to us, listen, this is what it this is the way it is, get on with it. I think as fans we'll say, All right, we'll get on with it then, won't we?
1: Yeah, yeah. we'll proof's in the pudding, Machidi came out last season and said he was getting us a striker, and we never got it. So, and every I mean everyone turned on them. Then, so for him to come out and say, listen, we're not we're not going to do anything this window. Just don't expect that. And then he's right, like, Jamie. We can get behind these players that we've got now, and just get on with him. Try and get as many points on the board.
2: Yeah, we'd like to think with Sean Dykes as well the way he's managed Calvert Lewin and Gomez through their injuries that. Delhi Alli's going to come in and absolutely rip it apart for us in, in January, February, and then we'll be all right then. So, you never know. We need some injuries back as well, have we? But let's go on to Wolves then. I know we've been on a long time, so we'll just uh we, we won't stay on it for long. But Anthony, I'll come to you first. Me and you are going on Saturday. Um, Nice little away day there down there at Wolves. So, are you expecting many changes in, in the lineup? Do you think calvert Luna going to come in for Beto? Do you think Gomez yeah. will start again we don't know the team news to Corey's going to be fit. Are you expecting many changes?
1: Uh, to be honest with you, I think he might go far at the back of the team. I've just got a feeling. With with that change the other day that he made, with Gomez not fully fit, I think he might just go far at the back and um, drop Gomez and keep Beto up top. Uh, and while we're on it, me and you haven't got a really good track record going away, by the way.
2: Oh, God. <laughs> Nice one. <laughs> he was Go our going then. You have to give you have to give your ticket away to Jamie then. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't had a sort Jesus. What's going on here? But <laughs> <laughs> Jamie, are you expecting many changes? It's a tough game that I think he's a great manager. Well great manager, a good manager that like Gary O'Neill. I think he's very underrated. I mean they won four one last night away at Brentford. I mean, yeah. they're fine. They just beat Chelsea as well. Gonna be a hard game going down there, but I think we're a, a match for anyone. I really do believe that, especially away from home. We get that whole section as well of the away fans uh at Molyneux. So yeah, what are you expecting going down there on Saturday?
0: Um a reaction probably. I'm open for a reaction. We've played, as you said before, the Spurs and uh City. I'm openly sort of says to them, forget about that. These are the games that we're gonna win. Um I'm with I think he'll go five. I think he'll also think if we're not going to, sounds mad, but I think he'll think definitely don't lose it. That'll be his attitude for not losing three on the bounce. So I can see him go five at the back and bring Calvin Lewin back in just to sort of pump the ball up to him a little bit and get his goal because he is so close to that goal.
2: Yeah. I think Dan Duma's going to get a start me. I, I think he's close to a start me. Um, Maybe play Harrison or McNeil as the 10. Yeah. And Lee Gomez out, obviously, for his fitness and stuff like that. So I think you might see a Danji Yuma on the right or left, and either Harrison on the other wing or Harrison in the tent. You know what I mean? Either Harrison or McNeil as the 10. But I think Calvert Lewin will come back in. Um, yeah, yeah. And it uh, be a tough game, that down there. But I don't think we've got anything to fear. So hopefully we get the win. And yeah, it's been a long pod. That, um, our first pod back since after Christmas. We'll uh, hopefully get on if we can after Wolves. Um, yeah, and so, Anthony, Jamie, and Jake, we'll had to leave early. Uh, thanks for getting on with me, lads, and up okay. the toffees. Up the top